But I think what we teach is being vulnerable, right? And that vulnerability is you have to be vulnerable yourself to allow yourself to say, I guess the stick figure could be art if you, if I want it to be. Like that takes some inner self-reflection. And I think as art teachers, we teach that inner self-reflection to be vulnerable enough to change the context of your life. Welcome to the 205 Vibe Podcast. I am your host, Earl Dotson Jr. And I know I say it all the time, but it's true. It's true. I'm super excited when we have really, really great guests. And I'm happy today that, particularly when we're talking to teachers. And so the aforementioned um, Jason, who teaches at Auburn, he teaches art at Auburn. His wife, Iga, who teaches uh, art at Montessori and Cherry Valley. And Veronica, who is an art teacher at West in the Kappa program. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, um, you know, let's just jump right in. You, you know, Jason had got started. We were just kind of having a conversation about um, just kind of how, how long that you all have been here and how did you kind of land back in Rockford and uh, how long Veronica's been here. And who whoever wants to jump in first and just say a little bit about, you know, just who you are and, and what you do and uh, anything else about your work. All right, Veronica, you can go first. Thank you. Here, Veronica, I'll, I'll do this. Uh, Earl, thank you for having us. Uh, and I was only laughing because you're incredibly good at this. Oh, that well, it, you're very it, kind. It's thank a, you. It's a, it's a laugh of, uh, I'm impressed. Oh, well, thank uh, you. Not, not thank you. Else. Just to let you know. I really appreciate that, sir. Thank Veronica, you. Veronica, hit it. <laughs> so the thing where I was doing like this is because I feel it gets confusing because I came, I mean... I'm obviously not born and raised in Rockford. <laughs> I am originally from Spain, and I came to Rockford to teach because I wanted to be an English teacher in 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 Spain. Uh-huh. So I just came here to improve my English for one two years at the most to Rockford, and then but then I met my my now husband. Uh-huh. So then uh, he we, we were both teachers in uh, in RPS at the time, and and then yeah. So, yeah, and then I did a little bit around in Illinois, but now here I am. I'm still in Rockford. Awesome. 12 years after. 12 years. Beautiful. I love that. Just hearing you talk about that. One of the things I say is everyone has a story. So thank you for sharing a little bit of your story. Who's Who else? Who's next? <laughs> Jason. Jason's a, a spokesman for our household. I... <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Jason. I I was actually I was born in Freeport, but raised in Rockford. Okay, right. So, uh, uh, kind of a hometown kid. Moved around a lot. Uh, went to a lot of colleges. Uh, made and taught and curated a lot of arts. Um, then uh, met Iga in my second round of going to grad school. Uh, it was at, my first at uh, NIU, Northern Illinois University. Go Huskies! That's uh, my yeah. alma mater. Yes. Oh, yeah, you see, Kelb, <laughs> Kelb. What a strange place, and <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Uh, uh, so we met. Uh, we've had lots of life adventures together, art wise, education wise, um, and we have found ourselves back in Rockford. Uh, running a space of our own and, and teaching for RPS. I'm going to throw it to Iga now. 
I think you covered it all. Nope. Who are you? Uh, so I'm originally from Poland. Okay. Um, I moved here as a young um, student in high school. Uh, went to NIU for undergrad and grad school. Go Huskies! Go Huskies! Woo! All right. Um, never been to a game, but I will go with it. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I, I got my second master's uh, from School of the Art Institute in Art Education. And... Uh, yeah, we've moved around. We've been to Bloomington. Uh, we've been to Utah. Um, I've been animating and teaching animation. Jason has been uh, curating and teaching a little bit. And now we're very happy to be back uh, to, you know, our families and, and Rockford friends. Fantastic. You know, Jason, I, I, I'm glad. See, I, I'm glad. It's, it's great to know just a little bit of that history because I would have you being from Freeport I don't know if anyone's ever told you this but you you seem like you've picked up Iga's accent a little bit right you've been around her so long do people say that Earl I just mumble it's horrible <laughs> I mumble but I look so cool that people think that is an accent no I don't know I mumble and I don't think it's an accent at all but people do ask him all the time where he's from. And really? And they say, Rockford, Illinois, they look at me kind of like, is, is that true? Yeah. You know? Really? Yeah. I hear, I can hear that. I just hear it a little bit that, uh, in your voice. Uh, I'll so. be self-conscious for the rest of the time now, Earl. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to sound more Midwestern Freeport-ish if I can. Uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, vowels. Wow. Jason has a sense of humor. That's awesome. So let anyone who can jump in, we'll, you know, Ryan, we'll just jump in. So obviously one of the obvious questions, um, this just comes right to mind, just um, teaching in a, you know, during a pandemic, right? And particularly teaching art uh, in a pandemic. And I don't know if any of you, if you were, had in-person students or remote students, but who, who, who just, whoever, one, one of you, just tell me about what, what, what's been like the major difference in teaching in this, you know, in, in, in this environment? I mean, what, how have you been able to reach your students? I mean, have you had to reach your students differently? Do you have to teach them about art differently? Um, are there other things that you had to take into consideration? But what was that like for you? What's, what's this been like for you so far? I'm going to volunteer Veronica. Me too. Because, and here's, a very legitimate uh -huh. uh, reason. This is our first year teaching. Jason and I just started in August. So for us, grade school and totally high school, great experience, you know, awesome. totally normal. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, we hear horror stories, but those are just regular stories because we don't have a comparison. So Veronica is a really great um, person to ask. Yep. Well, to be honest, and that's when, I said it was getting confusing before, and you you guys can cut this in any time you want, but I'm going to tell my whole story so that you can make sense. Veronica, before, that's what we want. <laughs> that's exactly what we want. Because before I said that, you know, I came, you know, to improve my English and all that, but in the meantime, I was like always studying art and all that, right? And then I, taught, I kept teaching Spanish. We moved to Chicago, then we moved back. But then I was like, I want to shout out what I really want to do, which is like teaching art. But actually, I didn't start teaching art at Kappa in middle school because then I taught at Rock Valley for a while too. But I didn't start until September, I mean August, September 2019. The internet shutdown. Mm, oh, that's right. 
then we get out of that, then COVID. So really for me too, as I was always asking like, is, 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 really, is, is it gonna be like this all the time or is it gonna be next, like aliens are gonna come? <laughs> so, so that's uh, so wonderful. Iga, you, went down, you were going down this path and I love to hear this, right? Because it's really, it's, um, it's just people's outlook, right? It's just how you look at life, how you approach your work. Uh, some people say people take, some people take lemon and, and make lemonade, lemons and make lemonade. So what was it about just you where you just looked at it like, you know, hey, I'm, hey, I'm just, I'm here to, I'm teaching and it's great. I, I mean, what, what, what yeah. made it just regular or normal or, or wonderful for you, your experience? You know, this, I mean, I guess the stability of teaching, right? Because we've been uh, doing all of those great uh, jobs and art activities and kind of hustling for a very long time. So when we actually started teaching and having the set schedule of, you know, this is what I do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, from this time to this time, and there are no surprises, and this is what's expected from me, that's amazing, right? And I get to teach what I love, and, you know, it, it's it's really incredible. So, it has nothing to do with lemonades. It has, you know, it really has to do with just, I I don't know any better at ah, this point. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. That is true too. There are some days where I, you know, like I, I speak with, with people and with family and with coworkers, and you really feel like doing what we do, that our classes fit into our practices and our sure. practices into our classes, and there's really no discontinuity. So it's, that sure. is a very cool feeling as a. Awesome, yeah. awesome. What about you, Jason? There's, there's a, I, I think I share both uh, sentiments, and especially that, um, I mean, I think first off, it's only fair to give like a shout out to my colleagues at Auburn for uh, helping me, uh, Beth and Kyle and Will and Brock and and uh, our principals. I mean, everybody's been is so uh, kind of open and flexible with somebody new when they have so much on their plate that my insignificant first year questions you know it's so painful to ask and they just uh they bend over backwards for me so i think that's great and i think i'm going with Ega that kind of um this ignorance is kind of bliss where Ega and i were hustling and teaching in university uh i was um just coming from being the director at the freeport art museum right and i want to get back into education and out of that administrative role uh, and that happened really quick. So being in the classroom, and I think Iga and I both feel like this, and I'm sure Veronica feels like this, from going from college or administration in arts, and then being in the classroom, even in this, like, it's a gift, right? It's, a, it's really, really a gift. And we don't have this curriculum down that we've molded ourselves into, maybe, right? So I don't know any other kind of teaching in high school than Google Classroom. Like, I don't know any. And so that kind of, like, hard wow. and hustle. That's like, fascinating. I didn't have to fight myself. Like, I didn't have an identity crisis as a teacher because all I was doing was reacting and being, um, being flexible, right? So I think being new was actually not a hindrance, but super, super helpful in being effective. Awesome. And so just circling back, so you haven't, the two of you, starting in August, so you have not experienced... Auburn or any schools like full of students. No, 
You have not experienced. No. I've been teaching in person uh, at Montessori since August. And aside from the little Thanksgiving through Christmas break, that was our remote teaching. But otherwise, everything was in person, uh, but still not at full capacity. Ego, what did you notice about your students? Did you notice anything? They're awesome. They were just, they were just, they were just fine. They, they were just uh, there to learn and yeah, I mean, there to do their thing. They're, they're, they're students. They're elementary students. They're awesome. They're playful. They're you know eager to learn, especially coming from um, from remote uh, learning. I think they were they were amazing and they were so flexible and you know open to to all of the changes that were thrown at them. Um, and again, I don't have a comparison. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I yeah. think at the same, if I can interject, correct? Yeah. I think on Please. the same the same token that um, we've been teaching university and college kids for a long time, and then it's to me when I. I have to go drop off art supplies after school to students who can't come get art supplies, so on and so forth, things like that. And you get this super reality check where um, these are the students who you are serving. These are their circumstances in life, and they're in a pandemic. So for me, they are coloring a sphere, (laughs) right? And like the insignificance of that sphere is incredible and in the bigger picture of life in pandemic and you're on a google classroom and you're still doing it right and like all of these hurdles that i wasn't prepared for when i was starting teaching i wasn't prepared to be so moved so fast by how many students just like showed up to do it or like were failing and then one day you know after a lot of work like came in and 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 did it you know and i just uh those everyday surprises of being a new a new teacher at uh at that level is pretty incredible fantastic thank you for that i love you guys the level of that that's awesome the level of detail and the way you explain that um (laughs) (laughs) shout out to ega uh i just have to say this just a plug for my colleague uh the wonderful heidi detman who just happened to hear me singing, making noise in the hallway. And she knew you all were coming and she came down and wanted to meet Iga and thank her for the wonderful work she has done with Heidi's two boys, her children who attend Montessori and wanted to say thank you for all the things that you've taught them and done for them. So shout out to to Heidi, shout out to Iga. Thank you so much. I would, I was so moved and I appreciate it so much because, you know, with, with young students, any students, well, with very young students, you know, when they're excited and when they like you, but sometimes they're, they're shy. So hearing that from a parent is priceless. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to circle back to Veronica. Veronica, you've been just your experience because you got to, you experienced what a lot of people experience was this, the year of, uh, we got hit with ransomware. And then the pandemic. I'm curious, you know, what, what, what did, you, did you learn anything about yourself in dealing with, like, like the crisis, a back-to-back kind of these challenges? What did you learn? Listening to them talk, I realized about something that is kind of like, well, the first challenge was to be flexible and find, like, 
uh, roundabout with having no technology at all. And then fast forward and kind of like you only have technology because we're shut down. I mean, we're in lockdown and we have to do everything with technology, which luckily because we usually would work with technology, we're pretty like naturally mm -hmm. able to do that. Yeah. But, um, but it was kind of like going from like 180, right? From one side to the other. But again, like Jason said, like, I would like to also shout out to my coworkers and at, both at West, at Kappa West, and also at Auburn. Like, I remember this time when, um, you know, I was kind of like, I just don't know what to do. Mm. Am I stinking? Am I doing this? What? And I remember Beth telling me, like, you're just overwhelmed. You're just overwhelmed. <laughs> but it gets better. This is your first time. Like, don't worry. No. And, and times like that, you know, when, when sure. they have, like, supported me so much, like Julie Hindenburg and, like, all the team at Kappa. Yeah. Julie... They, oh, I'm sorry. She and I went to, went to high school with her. She went to she went to West and her brother. And yes, he's great. Yes, he yeah. does a great job. It's like you know, like both teachers and students usually get such a bad rep. But I would say like the the teams that I've found both at Kappa and Auburn and like their students, like everybody has shown to be like so resilient and so flexible. So yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's why I do this because part of my role is. A big, a really important part of my role is when we do this, we we um, those myths and those people who do give our students and our staff a bad rap. I get to go inside and show them that how wrong they are, and that we have a great student body, we have great teachers, great administrators, great staff, and so that's why I love doing this because we get we get to peek inside about what really goes on, and so with that. Uh, let's dive into a little art, right? It's arts. It's arts week, right? Woo, woo, right? Woo. That's that's right. Let's celebrate. Let's go. Come that's on. right. That's right, Jason. It's just me and Earl. Thank you. Let's go. Sorry, that's, that's so loud in your microphone right now. <laughs> it's arts week, so 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 part of this um, outside of outside of um, your work uh, in the schools, you all you all were brought together by this project. So talk talk about Jason and Ega. You have a um, new genres art space, right? You're not for profit. Um, what is that? What, tell tell the, tell our audience what you, what's going on there. Well, uh, the long elevator pitch, like you know, you're in the Sears Tower, Willis Tower. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> here's it kind of goes from uh, Ega and I uh, about three years ago made a big move. We were at ISU teaching animation and I was teaching and curating there and we moved to Utah. Uh, Iga had an opportunity to run a experimental animation program uh, at a college in Utah, Snow College. Uh, so we went and moved into the mountains, which is, is beautiful. Uh, and just like we were talking about, Earl, we were like, goodbye, Midwest, <laughs> you know, and I remember like, why would I live anywhere else? Look at these mountains, like, look at this, like, geez. Uh, and it was an incredible experience for both of us. Um, but we didn't have this, we have a, a three-year-old, Oleg, uh, and we just, you know, we didn't have the community support. And we, we had such deep roots in the Midwest, in Northern Illinois, sure. that, um, being community minded is really hard when it's when you're brand new to the community, and sure. I don't. I think we saw like we don't have the time to invest in a brand new community when they already have their roots, they already have their thing. Um, not that they, we weren't accepted, but you know, to make meaningful things happen, especially through art, 
you need those connections. So when we decided we wanted to come back, we said, what can we do with our skills? We want to come back to Rockford. We don't want to come back to Janesville or Beloit's or Chicago or Milwaukee. You know, we want to come back to Rockford. But um, there's not many art jobs in Rockford, right? And, you know, I knew Carrie Johnson at the Rockford Art Museum. She's awesome. She's young. She's not going anywhere, right? We kind of like went down the list like, what are we going to do to fulfill our need? We, our family will be fulfilled. But we said, well, we're just going to make our own. So we made New Genres Art Space, which combined um, my kind of art history, new media curation, and Iga's teaching new media animation time arts. And we said, okay, we are going to be a nonprofit. We're going to be an educational, experimental, digital nonprofit. We're going to show art. We're going to provide classes um, in a series of partnerships, right? so on and so forth. So when we, we, we did that on the way out of Utah all by ourselves. <clears throat> and um, I have to, I want, I really love being super honest about this. We incorporated all by ourselves, right? It took a lot of time, took everything. I bought nonprofits for dummies book. You know, that, that old thing. yellow <laughs> thing. Cause I kept, I kept looking online. I'm just like, there are so many resources. There are so many resources. I just want, and I was like, nonprofit for dummies, boom. And uh, it, it's silly, but I want people to know, like, you can just do things, right? So we did that. We came back. We hooked up with the library. The library took us in. We, had, we have a space in the library. Uh, so that's when the partnership began. So the library believed in us. And one of the first things we did was we reached out to RPS, and we said, hey, RPS, we want to do something with you. We want to do something with you. And they're like, who are you? Uh, and we're like, we'll show you. And actually, to interject, yeah. the first meeting ever that we had as new genres uh-huh. uh, was with Brian Doring uh-huh. and uh-huh. Bonnie Sperling. Uh-huh. Oh, there yep. you go. So, and we couldn't believe that they took, took a meeting with us because, yeah. you know, we were so brand new and they put so much trust uh-huh. In us and yeah. so much energy and they loved the idea and that really kind of was a catalyst for everything else that we did and we were able to provide some PDs for RPS and really build a really wonderful relationship yeah. from thank the get go. Yeah, thank you for that, Ega. Yeah. Shout out to Bonnie yeah. and Brian. Yep. Just to just world-class professionals. They're pros. Yeah, they're, they're pros. good at what they do. They know. They have a. They have an eye for. Uh, they know good good stuff when they see it. So yeah. that's awesome. And if I may tell my story, because yeah. it's yeah. a little bit kind of like good. a postmodern narrative, right? Yeah, like good, good. in the meantime, <laughs> I was with my husband, and he is born and raised in in Rockford. Uh-huh. Although he has also traveled around and stuff. And, and he, of course, because we also got like little ones, he wanted to be here because his family is here. And I was like, yeah, but I want to be in Spain with my family. And he was like, yeah, but I want to be in Rockford. And I was like, but I have a PhD in arts and multimedia. What am I going to do? Like, I want to teach art. I don't get a shot. And he was like, well, you know, like maybe what would you like to do? And I was like, I don't know, like five, ten years from here, I would like to, you know, like have a space for new arts teach there, maybe teach art in schools too. And then I saw that they were opening. 
And I was like, I said like, no genre art space open. And I was like, who are those people? <laughs> <laughs> <That's my idea. laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for jumping, Veronica, jump in there anytime. Thank yeah. you. No, but it was super cool because then I got to meet them and they were this cool. So yes, <laughs> they are. You know, I, I'm just happy because like, I've, I can't, you're right. When I think when you got, when I walked in, you guys were looking at me like, who is this dude? And even <laughs> Veronica was looking at me like, well, what? <laughs> Where am I? Where? What did I? What did I, I sign up right. for? And now look at this personality. Yes, now, yes, she's jumping out. Yes, Veronica. <laughs> she's comfortable. Yes, now, uh, yes. All right, that's that's awesome. Thank you for that. That's that's because for you as well, you're saying you're wondering like who are who are they who are, yeah. and you you work with them and find out like whoa, this yeah. is something that. So, what is it about them and what they were doing? When you talk about, because I love the, I love their, because I can tell just by their personalities, they just, they're, they're outgoing and they have these, and they're, they're these ideas and they're flex. And then when you come in and you have this PhD, and you're, and you know, you, what, what connected? What, what was it that con- you thought that? This, I'm curious. Well, to be honest, like they said, you know, like there wasn't, there weren't so many spots in Rockford to do what we do. So to be honest, like a, a little bit when I saw that they were open and stuff, I was like. Okay, so now <laughs> yeah. I cannot do that because they're already doing it. And then I remember that, I don't know how, oh, well, I was the first, me and my family were the first people to go to the opening. You were. Yeah. The first opening at the library, the very first people who came in was Veronica and her family. And I was kind of like, I know all the art people in Rockford. I don't know who they are. <laughs> and we're like, hi, you know, who are you? Because you're literally like, we want families to come to the experimental art space. And you're, you know, like, who are you? Like, oh, hi, hey, I'm Veronica. I have a PhD and you stole my idea. <laughs> That's what she said. And I said, I'm so sorry. And she slapped Diga and she went down the elevator. That's a true story. No, it wasn't like, I was no, actually, I like you said, like, I'm super shy. So I was like, yeah. uh, like this is so cool yeah. and then they they ended up like being like so open and so like well what, what do you do what are your ideas and then i we met and and we talked about all the references that we had in common and i was like oh my goodness oh my goodness but also right away because that was when we were working on our uh second opening right yeah. with Liza Sil- Sylvester uh-huh. no, no I'm sorry the first, Trepp, yeah S- Selena Trepp yeah. uh, when we were looking for local musicians to interpret the animated notation mm-hmm. um, and right away you were the person you were yeah. one of the people who we asked to be a part of it and you jumped right in yeah. um, so it became a very fluid kind of relationship uh, kind of like what can you do? Oh, okay. Well, let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. So let me ask you. I think I think I heard you say um, three years. It's, I mean, how many for new genres? How long? How long? Uh, two years. Two years. No. Two years. Is it two yeah, years? two years. Yeah, so we two. had one pre-pandemic and one pandemic. Yeah. Okay. That's true, yeah. So two years in, how did how did the um, the relationship? Um, how did that start with the Rockford Art Museum? What 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 happened? To where now you have you're doing to do this exhibit? Um, how did that partnership or that friend? How did that connection happen? I think um, every all our all of our collaborations have happened so organically. 
right? And I think those are the best ones. Those are the best ones. And yes. I think, uh, I think when you do good, honest work that's innovative, truly, and people hear about it, that it opens up those doors, right? Like it's not a hustle. Like it's just a thing that's organic. And I think just like the library who said, hey, um, you talk about being inclusive and collaborating with other institutions, teachers, everything. Would you collaborate with us? And to have people like the library or the United Way or the Rockford Area Arts Council or this time the Rockford Art Museum say that, it's like, of course. So I, Carrie Johnson, the director and chief curator, uh, whom we've known for a while, um, she has attended all of our all of our events, and she said, "Hey, uh, listen, I love what y'all are doing, and the Rockford Art Museum is so supportive of the arts in here." They're like, "She's," she said, "I want to give you the space and the opportunity to do something because our space in the library is it's small, right? We can only do so much." So she said, I want to see what you can do with <laughs> the museum. Are you game? And we're like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course we are. So that was um, a year in the making. What we decided to do is not to use the whole space for one large exhibition. We decided we wanted to do um, two shows, one with a, a national, international artist, and then one with a local artist. So two solo shows. So the international uh, national artist is Jonah King. He's a, a Irish-born artist working in Brooklyn, uh, doing um, new genre type art. And then you know the other is Veronica, who has you know after that time taught audio classes for us. Like uh, she has been like the biggest part of new genres, uh, teaching for us uh, through new ways for United Way. Every time we're doing something, it's like. The three of us trying to make it happen, especially Iga and Veronica doing that. So we wanted to invite her. Which I'm glad you did. Thank yeah. you. Because, so, yeah, and, even, and the fact that uh, she is also a, a teacher in our system. I just love the fact that you all are teachers in our system. And I wanted to ask you a little bit more about, um, so, that, so I just want to dive a little bit deeper into that. You, I think you gave me a great segue, Jason. One of the things that I asked Connor is to train me on some of the things that he knows and he just won't do it. <laughs> Job <I'm> like, security. <laughs> well, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm like, I want to learn how to take photo- photographs and and videotape stuff and learn yeah. how to you know, teach me how, teach me how to do this stuff and edit and like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, how do you make it look so cool? Yeah. Like, teach me yeah, exactly. And so he, the best that I've been able to do so far is he gives me like the third rate camera, not mm. the second. And he's just like, yeah, go take some pictures. And we'll some. see how we'll see how they look. There's no yeah. memory card in it or anything. You're just. <laughs> but my question is, uh, right, that's good. <laughs> I just caught that. <laughs> so, talk about so that you know one of the things that people who don't know much about art, uh, whether we're an adult or a student or a child, you know, my very very basic understanding when I hear art it's like oh you can draw right oh it's art you can you can paint something or you can draw a picture of something and oh wow that looks great you're very talented I I can't do that but um when you hear this animation component from Iga and then 
ear for Veronica, the audio. Uh, so what, what are, how, well, tell me about that. Like, what is, how is that, how do you, how is that art? And what do you, how do you explain that? That art is so much more. It's all these different things that kind of come together uh, that is considered to be art uh, beyond many people's very limited understanding of what they think art is. Does, does that make sense, Michael? How, explain that. How does it, you could tell me what, what I, animation particularly, right? Because when I hear animation, I think, Disney cartoon. I know. Yes. Yeah. Everybody uh, but, does. But, and then her piece. But tell me about that part of art. Yeah. You know, art to me, and that's how I approach animation. It is about conveying um, messages and communicating and expressing oneself and expressing things that are hard to express and maybe talk about things that are uh, hard to talk about and. Uh, just like drawing and painting and photography or video, um, animation is a medium, right? And there are so many different um, animators, so many different types of animation that talk about really meaningful, really deep topics. Um, and because it is time-based and because it is it is so, so varied, right? There are so many ways of using it in order to express things that are hard to express or to tell the narratives. Um, I treat it as a tool. Um, and so I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt because I want you to pick up. That's interesting. So you start out with the idea of like, I want to, I want to express my, I want to tell a story and you have this idea in your head. So how do I then take what I have in my head and, and uh, make it visually and make it come to life? And how do I, uh, you know, how do I, um, make it something that is something that people can see and understand. Is is that how you kind of start off? Go ahead, Veronica. Yeah, like the other day I read a quotation, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't remember exactly, but it's, so, it's something like, art is a form of making that, make, uh, that makes knowledge understandable and utopias livable. So mm-hmm. I, I just nice. fell in love with that. That's really nice, <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, like then a found object can make you reach that understanding or like, I don't know, like anything can, they put, like you said, it's like, well, it has been called conceptual, but it's kind of like you get an idea and then you find a way mm. that you make that idea mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. approachable to someone else. Okay. So, and then our, I think, especially like for, for you too, but I think sometimes like the difficulty for me, for instance, being in Kappa, it's kind of like I want to teach them that that anything can be art as long as they're communicating that and they're expressing that and it's kind of like a process of developing that idea and how they um, communicate it but they also there are like some skills like that they have to show right so how do you show like the mastery of those skills while you make them like Ah. develop as communicators and as so Veronica there's some basic things okay go ahead you guys yeah but you also I don't know if I imagined it but you were talking about stick figures yes yeah no so seriously Iga (laughs) you were you are you reading my mind? Yeah, I, I'm good at that because, you know, that's... That's a, what I was thinking, real, literally, that that's really all I can really do. But, Earl, is that, is, that is the line <laughs> that I hear very often, over and over and over again, from people who believe that they're not artists. Because somebody in the past told them that they're not. 
somebody told them that a stick figure cannot be art and that is false because if you believe that a stick figure is art and you just made a piece of art then it's art and you know it, it is about the concept it is about uh what you're trying to say through it right uh and and art does not have to mimic reality right it, it kind of interprets reality you're inspiring me ega because i want to be <laughs> now i want to be one of those i want to be one of those artists that just the cotter already's laughing he's already he's already laughing at it i want to be one of these those artists that just like takes the paint and just rah. Just yeah. that the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you should. Well, I just think. Throw it on the wall and says, this is just how I'm feeling. And now pay yeah. for this. It is. And it's it's you have funny. To be to but do that. here here is I mean here's my here's my shtick of being a, a curator and loving that my job is taking com complex ideas or messy ones and distilling them into uh, here are three sentences to tell you about this, right? And that was that was hard. And I think educationally, it's not necessarily, it is about teaching skills. It is it's about, but I'm not, for the first time it dawned on me when I taught high school, you're not all artists. Like I've never taught people who didn't want to be artists, right? All of a sudden I have 30 students, two might want to be artists. But here's the thing that I think we teach. Like Veronica said, like Iga said, like you're saying, like I want to throw a paint in. Like I love this kind of, that, there's this um, resistance, right? And we resist through humor. We resist through um, just not paying attention to art. We resist by criticism or by loving things, not critically. But I think what we teach is being vulnerable, huh? right? And that's, that vulnerability that's awesome. is you have to be vulnerable yourself yes. to allow yourself to say, I guess the stick figure could be art if, you, if I want it to be. Like that takes some inner self-reflection and i think as art teachers we teach that inner self-reflection to be vulnerable enough to change the context of your life ah right so that's deep hey, jason teaching. that's deep <laughs> he gets like that but i mean i really 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 feel like that because i'm like what am i teaching them with this with this orange what am i teaching them sure. i'm teaching them self-reflection and about being vulnerable in a world where vulnerability is not totally accepted. That's true. And I think to Iga and the, the stick figure, here's the magic about time-based art. That stick figure can be a stick figure. But when you move it in animation, you're not even, that stick figure can jump, it can move, it can sit, it can tell a story through time, through uh, uh, gravity, right? Through physics. So there's different elements applied to that and that's why we deal with new genres digital art time-based art like that and you you guys have already kind of answered this question but um because one, one of the things i was just going to ask on here about um and i think you you head you're, you're you've all touched on it in, in in one way about just the misconceptions about art and artists and what it really is right because people everyone you guys just hearing you all talk you guys have these your own kind of definitions about what that Especially is at a program like kappa where they're naturally like very able and they're very good artists. Sometimes we have these interesting uh, conversations because they're like, that is not art. And I'm like, no, I swear to you, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I have a PhD. <laughs> I know, like they're artists, this is art. But I have to almost convince them because they have seen like 
this other art and it doesn't look the same to them so sure. but it is actually probably the other art has been very important over the centuries but nowadays it is actually the other way right sure sure um for your students what do you tell your students about um in new both in both uh, areas um you know, just about, you know, what, what can, with the careers, right? You guys talk about how you've done, you've taught and you've done the different things around to give a PhD, but, and then you have the different um, kind of the variances of art. But if you're a student, if I'm just to your students, I mean, do they come in, do they come in looking to say, all right, I want to make a lot of money. I want to go work at Disney. I want, I want an exhibit where I can, or I want to be in New York where I have a, a gallery and people are coming in to buy my my work. Um, I mean, what? How do you explain? Is, is the sky the limit? Uh, how do you talk about a career path in art? It's complicated. Yeah, it, yeah. I think yeah. it's complicated, especially with very young students, right? Because um, art world is messy. It's not very clear cut. It's not, you know, the, the path is not very clear. Often you have to make your own path. And for those young students, it, that's an abstract topic. Sure. You know, sure. it's kind of too much to, to explain to a college student. <laughs> um, and usually those conversations um, about the, pr- I mean, we talk about a role of artists or jobs in the arts, right? But maybe not to the, the most realistic extent, um, right? But I think it starts in middle school and high school when it kind of becomes about showing in in the galleries, right? And um, and selling art, which is itself problematic. So I will take you. I will have yeah. you take over. Can I say something? Because actually, I, I was like the this past week was the National Art Educators Association convention, mm. which I was this year because of COVID. Which it has its good was things. It was, it it was for, virtual. Was it for, so oh, then no, I was, it was able virtual. to go. Okay, okay. Actually, I told my students kind of like. If you behave, you don't even have to miss one studio day. I can be here. I will be on my Zoom at my convention. And as long as you don't, like, break anything, you're good. <laughs> so that was pretty cool because they, they did amazing. And so I could, like, double dip like that. But then, actually, I don't I don't know if I should say that. You can know, okay. shouldn't. <laughs> Probably this, this, this is going to say Veronica, what okay. makes our podcast great and all the all of our listeners right Mr. Producer is we people people just want you to be real I right? mean they were going to get a sub and they were going to get a studio day so we kind of like got to that agreement so yeah anyways because <laughs> they, they don't want to miss studio <laughs> anyways they're very interested sure but anyways they interviewed like um, Mo Willems oh. the, the pigeon mm-hmm. and duck and, and, mm-hmm. and ele- no pigeon and elephant and mm-hmm. piggy and all that and he was like, he was like, honestly, I don't know why you're interviewing me. <laughs> like, because those are not like, there's one job like that in the arts, right? Sure. But what usually we don't think of is like the people who design our clothes are mm. artists. No, sure. And I'm not talking about the big sure. designers, but sure. kind of like for whatever, for uh, Target. They're, they're artists. Sure. Uh, the people who do the, the ads are sure. artists. The people like maybe one character in animation is made by the big guy, but then there are like 20 people making the actual yes, animations yes, and yes. those have gone to art school. Yes, yes. So 
that is something that I think we gotta talk about because they're present in all the indus in industries. It's mm -hmm. just we don't talk about those invisible people sure. in the arts. And the other thing that I wanted to say too is that those jobs for me though, like some people may think kind of like, oh, you didn't really make it as an artist because you're just a teacher, but it's kind of like depends on what you value. Sure. Kind of like there is the kind of like the commercial jobs in the arts and the service jobs in the arts. And I kind of like this because it's kind of like serving and. You know, I, I'm, I'm, you, it's just so, I'm, I love, I'm having such a good time talking to you, this conversation, I, you know, cause, cause you learn so much and I'm just learning just in the time we've been together. I'm sure there are these, um, so I think one of you said these abstract concepts and I'm sure there's some art terminology when you're teaching about whatever it is you're teaching and these, these things, but you got, you all are just talking about just real world stuff like being vulnerable and, um, you know, kind of just thinking, uh, you know, how do you get the best out of your students and how do you take an abstract idea and make it into something and stick figures is really art. And, and so, um, I just appreciate that, 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 um, sometimes we, um, we use a lot of, um, we call it the, the education, the alphabet suit and, and all this jargon, but really it sometimes just comes back to very basic human concepts, right? Uh, what do you, what do you, how do you, what do you think about it? is that, is that, am I on the right track there that it's, I it's about that, people and how do you relate and what, you know, that, those kind of things. I have a story from yesterday, Earl, for you. This yes, is, sir. this is it. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were, we were drawing, I, I gave them this horrible task to draw an orange. I know it's bad. I know they're going to fail. We talk about failure then we talk about what failure is. So we, um, one student said, Hey, Hey, Mr. Judd, can you come here? They're like, yeah. I go over there, and he pulls out his, his sketchbook, and he shows me his orange. And it's not a great orange. You know, it isn't. And I said, yeah, I, I saw it. Uh, and he said, yeah, yeah. Well, I showed my dad. I said, okay. And he said, my dad told me that's not an orange. I don't know what that is. And I was kind of like, oof, you know. I was like, well, you know. And he's like, well, here. And then he showed me this beautifully drawn orange with slices and all this kind of stuff i was like so you like came back to show your dad he was like no my dad took my sketchbook from me and drew this <laughs> and i have never seen my dad draw ever i never i was like is your dad an artist he's like no i was like well i think he, <laughs> I think he might be <laughs> you know like there's a student who discovered it had a connection with his dad that he's never had before through this accidental art thing. So I think those decisions, the, what you're saying, like those really personal down to earth uh, relationships are what we're cultivating. And I think to what Veronica was saying, if I can extend that is I don't think we're making artists, right? I think that we're making cultural producers. We're making people who are producing, you know, it's a really, really tired and old idea that we're producing some painters that go out there and like make a million dollars. We're making people who might make sneakers. We're making maybe art administrators who, who care. We're making maybe people who appreciate art to have a small art collection locally. Or maybe oh. even, oh, just mm -hmm. But also just people who are sensitive enough, you know, to be open to conversations, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because I think, Art, that's what art does. Good art, bad art, it provokes conversations. And, you know, I think 
with my students, I often talk about culturally and socially responsible art. Mm. And, mm. you know, and that is one way to to start those conversations. Wow. So it really, like that. you know, it's it's about helping students become the best selves. And art is one of the tools in the teacher's uh, little toolbox to sure. do so. What were we going to say to that, Veronica? You were going to... Oh, well, no, just about what you were saying that now it is so important also the community arts, right? Mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it, it is not just because they're important for us, but also in contemporary art now, sure. like all that relational art and community arts is so important that it's kind of like it almost goes hand in hand. But also I wanted to say that I'm not one to justify. I mean, I don't want to just, I think the arts are good in themselves mm -hmm. and they just make beautiful people because they make us like more vulnerable and sensitive. They don't need to be, but all this idea that they also help students in other areas. Mm -hmm. And like the whole idea of arts integrations, which sure, Kappa sure. is an arts integration sure. program, but also the studio thinking ideas that, you know, arts teach you to be resilient. Mm. To develop skills over mm -hmm. time, mm -hmm. to be patient with yourself. Yes. And that is I need that, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. everybody needs that. But I, I've been finding out since I've been teaching art that I've been learning so much about myself. Sure. And I can take that into being a parent, but I can take that into all the areas. I think if you're going to be a lawyer, you know, and you have to study these like books of like laws, and but maybe you've, you know, what art has taught you is that you're going to develop that. Mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. need to ju you just need to show up and and like do it mm -hmm. day after day sure sure so well i um why well, thank you thank I, you I, I need to i need to stop <laughs> because we could just go on i could just go on and we go on and on and on but um thank i really really appreciate jay thank you for reaching out jason no, pleasure you. meeting you Iga. Veronica. pleasure 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 meeting all of you thank you for for being here if we want to find out more about new genres, where, how do we find out about new genres? It's uh, newgenresartspace.com. And there you can see all the exhibitions, upcoming uh, educational programs, and residencies. So if I, you can can you or Ego or Veronica, can you take my stick figures and make them something? You can make them something. You can make them something. <laughs> and you, then, can teach, you can teach me to make we're them We're the platform. Something. Yeah, you still have to do the work. <laughs> uh, so... Last question, right? This is a question that we ask every single guest um, who comes on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, and just it helps us get to know a little bit more about each of you. So I'm going to start with Jason. Yes. So that so that you all can just see, you can hear his answers so you can be ready. All right. So these are three questions we ask every guest all right. on the 205 Vibe podcast. And again, I'm your host, Earl Dotson Jr. And I have to say my name, Earl Dotson Jr., over again and again because my mother listens to the podcast <laughs> and she wants to make sure that people know it's me. It's me, mom. It's me. And that I say junior. Uh, Earl exactly. Junior. All right. So uh, I did it. So, oh, I know these by heart. Jason. Um, we are, uh, you are, uh, it's a, it's your birthday. It's a special day. Um, it's a holiday. What would be your either your favorite dish to eat? What's your favorite? What would you say was your favorite food? Or do you have a favorite restaurant that you would like to go to? What if this is like I could eat this every time? What what food would that be for you? I would say 
Sushi from Woodman's. Nice. Thank nice. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Woodman's. Uh, I will accept all checks for that plug. <laughs> um, we are, um, if you are at home relaxing, Jason. Yeah. Um, uh, I know you're an artist, but if you're, would you have a favorite either movie? What's your go-to movie or TV show? What's something mm-hmm. that you could just, mm-hmm. every time it comes on, you can say, like, I can watch this. Uh, you know, as um, as cultured as I have become, Earl, in the arts, and uh, I would say Tremors, the original that used to be on USA every Sunday. Excellent. Right? Love Tremors. it. Tremors. Love it. You know what I love about this segment? No one out of our 30 episodes has given the same answer. No, no way. Like, no one. <laughs> so this is... <laughs> so beautiful. Okay, and then the last one, these are there's three. The last one is... Um, I always like to say, if I, you know, if you're at home relaxing or if I say, hey, Jason, yeah. hey, man, can I get a ride down to the, can I get a ride to Auburn? Yeah. I get in your car and you turn on your, your radio or your CD player or your uh-huh. whatever you have, your whatever you hook up. What, what's, what's, what genre, what's music? What, what am I hearing? Oh, what, what's your, what's the genre I'm listening to? I turn is there it a on song? and you know what is blasting? Are what, you, are what's blasting? <laughs> NPR. <laughs> NPR, WNIJ. What's up, Sue Stevens? That's right, everybody. Yvonne Boost. I'm serious. NPR, I can't, I get it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Ega, we'll go in reverse order. So let's, we'll start with um, music. Like, what's, what, do you have an artist or a genre? I'm boring. (laughs) I I am. It's always NPR or 97.5. What's Um, 97.5? What what do they play? 97. 5.7, 5.7, I should say. 95. What, what kind of music? Isn't that rock? Is, is, is 97Z OK. 97Z OK is yeah. the Rockford. OK, so you, you know, listen to Z OK. Whatever, whatever Z OK is playing. Yeah, OK. The, but really, uh, and then during Christmas, it's always Rudolph because Oleg, <laughs> our son, has it on repeat. Um, so that's really it. Any music. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. What about uh, TV show, movie? I can't. I can't tell you. Okay. Okay. It, I'm too ashamed. I have a lot of like <laughs> shameful TV shows. Come on, you said Tremors. The best one. I will watch Gilmer Girls any day. That's awesome. Shameful. What's wrong with that? That's not shameful. Know, Perfect. I'm, you know, a thirty-some-year-old. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Perfect. Thirty-some. Never heard that one. year old Yeah. And then. Yeah. What do you have a favorite food restaurant? What's what? What do you love? What's I, something yep, you eat? I will eat. Thai food or Ethiopian food any day, any meal. Excellent. Sister's Thai is my, my oh, go-to. Oh, good, great place. It used to be Thai Pavilion in Dekalb, but now it's Sister's Thai. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Iga. Thank Veronica. You. So I have more time to think of. <laughs> but so, wait, are we giving shout-outs to local businesses or, or is it, it just, more style? It's kind of like cuisine. So which one do you want to start first? With the food or when? Yeah, for the food. Let's start is, food is, first. So but is ahead. it kind of like local businesses allowed? It's whatever, or, or it's whatever you say is allowed. Okay, I want to give a shout out to the neighborhood. So then okay. I'll say Olympic Tavern is my okay. favorite place. <laughs> um, also, like, but cuisine, also, like, any any Vietnamese place oh, I no. love. It's, yeah. Oh, excellent, it's nice. excellent. What about movie or TV movie, show? Movie, I mean, I'm, I'm hooked to the service um, through the library to Canopy. Okay. I kind of like the nerd. <laughs> no, that is the allowed. The, the kind of like the, the, the junkie, uh-huh. I, I'm going to say that I kind of, I kind of like got addicted to Cobra Kai. 